Welcome to the Soft Life with Sadie Baddies. Sadie Baddies is the antidote to mental health stigma, and this podcast is hosted by yours truly, Priscilla O. Adjman. We are a virtual sanctuary centering Black and multiracial people, and we prioritize the mental and emotional nourishment that is the foundation of collective healing in our communities. Thank you for being here. Welcome back to the Soft Life Baddies. I hope that you're feeling at ease and welcoming and new energy for this week. I have been personally loving the conversations with our guests this season, and I appreciate all of the feedback and comments that you've been sharing on our social media channels, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and our Geneva home. All of those links will be shared in the description as always. So if you're not tapped into any of our other social media channels, definitely check that out. Last week with our amazing guest, Dr. Ebony Butler, we discussed how to recover from food and body trauma, which as you know, can be a major source of trauma for a lot of us. In that episode, we went over how diet culture and our nutritional habits didn't start with us, but the generations before us. We also talked about how to listen to our body's natural hunger cues and knowing when it's time to ask for help if we are struggling. And last but not least, we also discussed how to incorporate softness and ease into our healing journey with our bodies. That episode was amazing. And so if you are interested, that will also be shared in the show notes below. This episode really hit home for me because I know I'm not the only one who's had a somewhat challenging journey with self-acceptance body image, and unlearning diet culture. So definitely check that out and give it a listen. As always, we can't grow this podcast without you. So if you've already provided us with a review or rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, thank you so much. This might seem like a very small effort, but it truly does grow and support our community. I am so excited to invite this week's guest, Ree Turner, who you may know already from her YouTube channel and her super dope digital content. Ree is a conscious lifestyle content creator and entrepreneur and the founder of the wellness platform for the Healthy Hose. Ree finds joy in sharing moments of intentional living through her lens and perspective. So many of us are on this journey back to our true selves and Ree strives to build community and create a safe space for those who need it. Whether it be through food, mindfulness, or daily self-care practices, Ree is adamant on showing that magical things can happen for you if you simply show up as your true self. Let's welcome Ree to The Soft Life. Thank you, Ree, for being here. Welcome. Thank you for having me. So excited to talk to you today. So <laughs> tell us where you are, where you're, where you're based and you're located. Yeah. Um, so I am in Arkansas out of all the places in the freaking world. <laughs> so I'm from Missouri and I um, went to college here. Um, I left for a little bit after I graduated with my master's degree. I went to Texas for a little bit, but I ended up coming right like right back here to Arkansas. So that's where I am. We love it. We love it. Um, so can you tell us about some of the most like defining moments of your upbringing? Yeah, so this is a really good question, and I had to really sit and think on it, Um, but I think that I have good and bad, obviously, (laughs) but I think that one of the most defining moments for me was just seeing my grandmother, you know, move in her day-to-day life. She was an entrepreneur. She was the mayor of her city, and it really... 
showed me what ownership as a black woman looked like and just doing it yourself looked like. So that was a really defining moment for me. You know, then as a kid, I really didn't think too much of it. You know, like I didn't really soak all of that in. But me as an adult, I look back and I'm just like, wow, my grandmother was really doing it. And she really like, you know, she really like led the way for me, you know, to be who I am and do what I'm doing today. Yeah. So that's definitely one defining moment for me. Um, also growing up, my mother had really high and still does have really high expectations of, of me. Mm. Um, and I feel like looking back, she didn't leave a lot of room for failure. Mm. And I think that failure obviously is important you don't learn you don't grow if you're not making mistakes if you're not failing so from that her putting these high expectations on me I then put high expectations on myself um and you know I just I don't give myself enough grace I don't give myself enough room to um fail or make mistakes I'm just really hard on myself because of that and I'm still learning from that. I'm still growing, growing from that. So, yeah, I think those are a few moments that really define my upbringing. I I feel that I feel like a lot of our behaviors and our patterns of thinking start when we're children. And, you know, it's the people that raise us and the people that are our caregivers that really are the first people to show us, you know, what we think about ourselves. And it is crazy how it carries on with you for your entire life. You know, I'm going to be 30 in a month and I'm still like, damn, like there's things that I was, I've been acting on since I was a teenager, even younger, because it just becomes part of your personality. So um, I think a lot of people can relate to that, that like that pressure and like that fear of failure. Um, And it shows up as we're adults. And um, I don't know if everybody is familiar about how amazing you are as a content creator and just as a human being. I started following you, I want to say about three years ago. And I remember following you and I I saw your handle. I was like, plant-based princess. I was like, that's so cute. First of all, (laughs) I I loved your mission. I loved everything that you create is really intentional and your lifestyle is truly rooted in intention. And for those that don't know, Re has um, not only an Instagram, she is an entrepreneur and her business is called For the Healthy Hose, which is really a beautiful community space that is all about nurturing yourself, the mind, the body, the soul. Um, and you have really started this collective movement. I think you were one of the first people that I saw in my timeline, you know, creating plant-based recipes as a Black as a black person, that's not necessarily intuitive in our culture. A lot of our food and our nutrition is is centered around um, processed foods or, you know, a lot of meats, like just culturally speaking. So seeing your content was super refreshing. And I'm so glad that I, I, our algorithms crossed. I know, right? I'm so happy (laughs) about that as well. Yeah, same, same. But I would love to know, know how you got started as a content creator and how you went about growing your community because you do have a beautiful community I would love to know more about that journey yeah yeah so actually I started like YouTube probably seven or eight years ago wow 
Yeah, I started that about seven or eight years ago. And I was just like, I've always had the desire to just share like my life, what I'm doing. Like, I like to not only share, but I like to talk. <laughs> I like to hear myself talk. <laughs> so, That's why so, we have podcasts. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I've always had this desire to share and just like... Mm-hmm. Because honestly, there's so much healing in sharing. Like, you know what I mean? Absolutely. There's so much healing in it. And I've come to so many like realizations, like while I'm vlogging or while I'm sharing. Um, but yeah, I shared content under the under the name Reculture back then. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just like I was in college then. It was just like my everyday life and me as a mom. And, you know, I really hadn't gotten to the deep part of my healing journey. I don't even know if I even knew like what that really was, but um, I would say well, maybe three or four years ago, I'm not really sure. I decided to create a new YouTube channel and embark on this new journey that I felt like was more fitting for the person who I was then. So I started a new channel called plant-based princess, um, a new handle um, and everything like that on Instagram. And yeah, I just really had the desire to share this new lifestyle of mine because it helped me so much. Like, you know, like you said, just mind, body, soul. I feel like the forefront of the content that I shared and still do is like food related because that has been a really, really large part of my journey. Like I've struggled with gut issues, IBS, like all of my life, just feeling so sick. And, you know, I've really learn to heal myself through food and within that journey you know I found like mental health and just like made it an an entire holistic approach mind body soul and with that what really inspired me to do that is because I didn't see women who looked like me when I was on that journey to you know find plant-based recipes uh you know healing myself unlearning there were no women who looked like me so I felt like well if I feel this way there has to be other women who do look like me who want to see women who look like them, you know, who want to be seen and represented. So that's what really prompted me to start my content creation journey. That's beautiful. And you've built such an amazing community of people that want to learn and really want to improve the quality of their Mm -hmm. life. And you have made such an impact by making you know, not just your your cooking recipes and your ebook that has a bunch of amazing plant-based recipes Thank as you. well. But I, I think it's really just the intention that you put behind every single thing that you do. And it's like, what is your why? Why do you want to live this lifestyle? Right. You know, I think a lot of times like wellness can be packaged as this trend or yeah. something that we just oh, I'm going to start doing yoga or I'm going to start being pescatarian or whatever it is, like what wellness looks like to you. Sometimes we embark on it as a challenge versus it being a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And I would love to know how you chose to really make this a lifestyle for yourself, because we can tell it's not something that is like a phase or a trend. This is like you really, really live by this. Right. I think. Like you said, you know. I think lately, like here recently, wellness has become such a trend and it's like really popular, like it's growing and people are making a lot of money. Like these brands are making a lot of money off of, you know, people who are into wellness. Um, 
but I really think that wellness isn't a product yeah it's not like this particular I I need this particular product I have to have this particular thing you know it's within you and it's has to do with these daily practices and I don't know I just feel like before I started sharing my lifestyle it was already my lifestyle right so yeah and I don't know I just like I said before I kind of felt like these are things that make me feel good, you know, and I want to keep feeling good. So I'm going to keep doing these yeah. things, you know what I mean? And so after a certain point in time, after you've done these habits, you know, however many days, it becomes a lifestyle. It becomes something that you don't even have to think about because that's what I think about when I think about lifestyle. I think about habits that I don't even have to second guess, like, you know, like it's just like automatic and that yeah. can be, you know, that's, I'm talking, I'm speaking more from a positive perspective, but you can also go the negative route, like, you know, by doing habits that you don't even have to think about, you know what I mean? Um, and living in the, living in the program and not really being conscious, but I think there's a positive, positive way to go about it and, you know, build healthy habits that you don't even have to think about, you know, that's yeah. how it becomes a lifestyle. It becomes intuitive. Exactly. And I'm so, I'm so curious because I watch literally every single YouTube video, <laughs> every you. single video, like every Sunday reset, every monthly reset. Like I really, it's comforting. I, I literally watch your videos as I'm making breakfast or I'm like you know, kind of getting my, my day started. But mm-hmm. um, one thing that I like love about what you create and, you know, especially the nutrition that you um, create for you and your family is I wonder, like, did you take recipes that you were eating already and just substitute it with healthier options? Or did you have to completely start from scratch when it came to starting this journey? Because that the load of potato with the (laughs) bee, the the pinto beans and the tacos. I'm like, that looks so good. And but I, I think what's fascinating is how simple these recipes are, but they're nutritious and it's fulfilling so how did you kind of learn how to make those choices and you know do it so consistently that it's second nature to you now yeah so I think I started slowly like I didn't just dive into it like I would um introduce these new things um and try these different meals you know without being fully plant-based or without you know what I mean like it's all about balance so I definitely slowly introduced some of the meals and you know to this day I still try different things but don't get me wrong like I love what I love so like I'm constantly (laughs) eating the same things but Yeah. yeah I think just with time and a little bit of it was like you know trying to make the meals that I love or that I liked as a child healthier. I think it was a little bit of both of those, you know, trying new things and then just trying to, like I said, make the stuff that I love healthier because I love potatoes. Like if it has potatoes <laughs> in it, that girl, potatoes are that girl. They are that girl, period. Yes. So it's like if it has potatoes in it, I'm good. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So yeah, that's like I said, just slowly incorporating new things, but also trying to make things healthier that I, you know, my childhood favorite meals. Yeah. I think that the slowness into making that transition is so reassuring because I think a lot of times people feel like they have to like, 
oh, I got to clean up my fridge and get rid of every single thing that's not healthy or isn't, you know, in a certain label or category when it's really just the baby steps where over time it becomes your lifestyle. Um, Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What are some of the highs and lows or like the, you know, the challenges as well as the beautiful moments of being a full-time content creator, a parent, a partner, yeah. um, all the above. What are some of like, what are some of the the highs and lows of carrying those different identities? Yeah. Um, I think the, the biggest challenge that I face is balance. Mm. You know, whenever you're, you know, you have a nine to five job to go to, it's a nine to five, like you have a stopping point. Yeah. And yeah. for me, like, because I love what I do, it sometimes doesn't feel like work. And so I continue working. I continue doing that work and I end up burnt out yeah. because I should have stopped. Like, you know, it's I'm trying to work on setting like time limits and working between certain hours for myself. Because yeah. at the end of the day, like you said, I am a partner, you know, I'm, I'm a wife and I'm a mother and I have to have some energy left for, you know, the, my little babies and my husband, you know, I have to have some of that energy left. So I would have to say the biggest challenge for me is definitely balance and just stopping. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Um, and I then it. I think the positive is just being able to do what I want. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel I feel really free and mm-hmm. I feel I don't know. It's just, it's such a privilege to be able to wake up and just do whatever it is that you want and plan your day. And you know what I mean? Like have days off when I want them, you know, take time to rest. And like, I think last, I know I haven't created a YouTube video in a really long time, like two weeks. That's a long time. Um, (laughs) And I feel like that's a luxury to be able like to just, you know, rest for a bit if you need it. So that's definitely like the positive within that. Yeah. I I think, you know, balance is something that a lot of us struggle with, whether we are a full-time entrepreneur or not. I think a lot of times, you know, like for example, with me, I do have a nine to five, but I also am a content creator and it is sometimes hard to feel, I I would say for me, sometimes I punish myself mentally if if I have this to-do list, which I do every single day, I have this to-do list that I create on Notion the girls I get to get it and <laughs> no I have I have to do to-do lists as well like I can't function without them I can't I can't like my brain operates like in like a, a chunk chunks of time is is the best yes. way I move but Agreed. sometimes I feel guilty for like damn I didn't get to post on Instagram today because I was busy with you know work like my job but then I don't want to be so burnt out where I'm like I forgot to call my little sister you know who's in college or my parents or I forgot to call my friend back or you know I'm saying no to every invitation I got because I'm trying to bombard myself to do all this stuff in one day so like that grace is I think you know despite whatever your role is or your occupation is I think carrying grace with you is going to be helpful no matter what, because we're only human. We can only do so much in a day, you know, you have the freedom to create your schedule, your own schedule, or you have deadlines and meetings and, you know, things like that going on. Um, In terms of social media, 
So I know that you've had, <laughs> you talk about social media a lot. And I know on your podcast, you had an episode about social media and your relationship to social media. And I would love for you to elaborate on what your relationship is with social media right now as a content creator, as an entrepreneur. How do you interact with it? Do you find it overwhelming? Do you find it to be just a burden? Do you just find it to be a tool or a vessel of how you get your your expression out? Yeah. Um, I feel like my relationship with social media changes like from day to day, like literally. Like, <laughs> one day I'm like, man... I was about to cuss. One day I'm like, man, forget this. Like, I don't want to like, you know, like, I don't want to do this. I hate this. Yes. And then the next day I'm just like, this is really cool. <laughs> like, I like this. That's, but no, like, and again, like, I feel like the times where I, where I hate social media is when I haven't had that balance. Mm. Like, it's when I'm, and I think as a creator, as someone who creates on the app, I'm still trying to navigate being a you know a content creator and there's a fine line between being a creator on that app and being a consumer like there's mm-hmm. a very fine line right. and I find that like you know when you're going on the on there to post or for a purpose sometimes I kind of get like caught up and I'm scrolling yeah you know I mean yeah but all in all I think social media is a great tool if you use it the correct way if you don't get caught up and you know yeah. consume at a super high level I think it could be a great tool um yeah I just I don't know it's just it's just Instagram they be bugging like all these changes I think as a creator it can really get frustrating for them to just I think I spoke about spoke about this on like um a YouTube video I think I was just really overwhelmed yeah. one day mm-hmm. and it's just like girl they want you to do videos and just like can y'all just do pictures like let's yeah. TikTok, TikTok like this is I get it I understand I, yeah. I do believe that the future is video I believe that without a doubt like you know what I mean but it just gets annoying for them to blatantly say hey we're not going to push your photo content we're going to just right. push the video content but then sometimes when you do video content it doesn't do well either so it's just like really confusing that's a whole conversation for another day, but we can really go in about that. We could like, yes, it's so yeah. annoying. Like, get it together. Like, I listened to a podcast and it was just talking about how they felt like the CEOs of Instagram don't even know what they want Instagram to look like. Or yeah. Be. And that's just like you can see that. You can clearly see that. The indecisiveness. Yes. yes. Absolutely. Yes. I feel that. I mean, I echo everything you're saying. Like, as somebody that is a content creator too, like I the other day I was trying to post a post and it was it had video and it turned into a reel. I was like, girl, ain't nobody was I was yes. not trying to post a reel and I had exactly. to post a reel because I had no choice because everything's a reel now. And I'm like, that's it's like taking away the autonomy from the creator of what they want to post and what they okay. and now like forcing them to be in this like um, you know, having to share it in a certain format, which right. is not intuitive to the creator. You know, exactly. if you're a photographer, I really feel for photographers. Yes. I have a lot of people that I know and friends of mine that are photographers and they openly share like how 
discouraging it is to share yeah. their work and build clientele when they have to post everything as a video. And it's just not intuitive for a photographer who's exactly. doing still life photography or portraits or whatever to have to put something into video format, you know, leave that exactly. to the people who want to, you know, kind of experiment or like to do vlogs or like to do lifestyle content, which is more inviting for a video but it's mm-hmm. it's really frustrating it's super yeah. frustrating um it sucks the fun out as well it really it's does like, it's like homework know, it's like damn exactly, <laughs> exactly. so I, I found myself trying to really you know of course I feel like most of us want to grow you know we want to grow right. these apps we want to grow yeah. these platforms but I found myself really focusing on information or posting things that I feel will be valuable to my community but also things that'll make me happy like I just feel like that's a great balance you know what I mean absolutely I'm just Instagram like who (laughs) I gotta who do I have to fight like I'm upset (laughs) and same same um um, in addition to talking about social media in general our relationship with it I I don't know if you experience this sometimes I have um experiences and I still do from time to time I do notice there is this kind of phenomenon where you can share something about your life, right? Like you can share something like, I love green tea. And somebody in the comments will be like, green tea is awful. Green tea sucks. Yeah. And they just, they're going to start projecting their feelings or their thoughts towards something that, you know, you shared. And it could be something as neutral as that or something even more personal. Have you had to deal with, you know, creating boundaries with your community as it grows do you find that you need to be more vocal about saying hey this is how I feel you know about this situation this is how you feel and you know let's just have a healthy dialogue without disrespecting or or invalidating someone's experience yeah definitely I have definitely experienced that like both on Instagram and YouTube like even TikTok like everywhere like I don't know like I think sometimes people think that the way they feel is the only way yes and like no we're all allowed to have these different opinions and absolutely we're different people we're going to believe and have different opinions about different things but most of the time when I see somebody like being rude I just won't respond I just really won't give it that energy yeah because my energy is so like sacred to me but um I've I have had times where I've responded like for example like I talk about healing my gut a lot on YouTube Mm -hmm. and I'll share what I'm eating and literally I had somebody talk about well this is none of this heals your gut and you have to eat fully raw mostly raw foods I'm like well that's your experience because I can't eat a whole bunch of raw foods because they upset my stomach right so it's just like and then I think sometimes too, like I responded to that comment by saying, I appreciate your feedback. I was very respectful. Yeah. I was like, I appreciate your feedback, but I'm simply sharing how I, you know, what works for me. I left it at that. Then yeah. somebody else decided, oh, they wanted to respond and say, yeah, I agree with what you, you're saying to the other person. And they were just like, um, it's so sad how she just wrote you off. I'm like, I think sometimes people don't realize that we're human beings. We're like, human. I'm allowed to have an opinion. I'm allowed to say something back. Yeah, I mean, and that gets frustrating sometimes as well. Yes, yes. I I couldn't agree more. (laughs) I've been there, done that. But it's definitely important to conserve your energy and and 
I've learned to also not be, I can't react to everything. I can respond. I can take time to think about it and really formulate something that has more insight to it, but I can't respond to everybody that doesn't agree with me or it doesn't agree with what I'm sharing. And, And truly it's like, yes, like this is a community, but at the end of the day, there's a human being behind it. That's running essentially you know so there is going to be some subjective content but that doesn't mean that you know my opinion is the only correct opinion or you know you're just sharing your lived experiences Um, I know that you're a huge fan of vinyl records and (laughs) and you've also been reading a lot this year every video you've been sharing like a new book that you just finished reading Mm -hmm. what are some of the books and or albums um because I know for me it's both albums for example a seat at the table literally changed my life (gasps) no girl (laughs) no (laughs) like change culture reset but what are some of the books or albums that have really guided you along your healing journey yeah so whenever I first started my healing journey um I was just like really I want to use the word depressed, but like I was very, had very depressive behavior symptoms. Um, and I just didn't know what to do. Um, so I don't know what prompted me to read this book, but it's called You Are a Badass by Jen. Yes. Such a good book. The first book I've ever like Same. really picked up and read outside of like being required to read the book in school. Right. You know what I mean? That's yeah. one of the first. Um, and it completely like changed the game for me um she touched on like you know some of everything like you know what I mean a little bit of everything but one thing that really stuck out to me was just like what you focus on expands like that was one of the things that really just really stuck with me within that book um also the seven spiritual laws of success by Deepak Chopra I love that book so much it's really a short read but so powerful and so informative and it really just transformed my life like cannot stress that enough um the four agreements is a really good one as well um becoming supernatural by dr joe Dispenza. girl you are literally describing my whole bookshelf right now i'm like got that got that <laughs> yes that book is so good and i still have yeah. a few chapters left in that book but yeah. it's one of them books where you gotta just like whoo because that I was a lot it. like whoo yeah. just read my whole life like yeah that's so that one yeah and like right now I'm really into novels so Mm -hmm. but those are all like the books that really have been helpful for me within my healing journey but let's get into albums though yes so like you said a seat at the table by Solange literally everything she does a seat at the table what was the last one um when I get when I get home I was gonna say I'm on my way home when I get home (laughs) when I get home (laughs) by the lunch like literally those are always on rotation um the miseducation of Lauren Hill uh classic yes and then control by SZA yes yes those really have helped me a lot just with self-acceptance as a black woman and just staying true to myself and um encouraging me to just show up who I am um, and that I'm enough you know what I mean as I am 
unapologetically too. I love that. I, I, I mean, literally everything that you shared, I have the same feelings towards because I love all those books. All of those books have also helped me tremendously along my healing journey, um, as well as The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. That I have that book. I've checked it out from the library. You're going to love that. That book, literally, I think that that was a book that started me going, uh, that made me start wanting to go to therapy five years ago. Literally, it it shook me like to my core and it started the shadow work like that I ended up doing intuitively. But that book really like opened me up to my subconscious. It's you're going to love it. And I would love to hear your thoughts about it. But I'm, I'm excited. I read one chapter and it was really good. It was really good so far, but I'm into my novels right now. I'm in my yeah. novel era. So <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to take a break though. It's nice it to is. take a break from the, the um, self-help books right. all the time. I, I had a phase where I was only reading self-help. And then Dang. as much as I was learning, I started to feel like I was a project. I started to feel like, oh my God, I got to fix this. I got to fix this. I got to do this. And it's like, no, I I can just live. I can exist. And I literally bought, um, recently I bought this uh, adult coloring book. And um, let me show you actually, since I have it here, but it's like this minimalist art coloring book. And it just has like these (sighs) cute like design so cute I know (laughs) it's really cute but it's like I used to color so much when I was a kid and I love art and used to paint and all that and I really have like stepped away from it for a while and I'm like I need to tap into that because I need a hobby that is not social media not content creation not a podcast I need a hobby that's just for me that's pointless that doesn't get me paid because I literally need to remind myself that it's okay to do that. Like there's nothing wrong with having that non, like I need, I need an activity that doesn't require a screen (laughs) that helps to like, just ground me. Um, And speaking of that, I would love to know, like, what are some of the, what are like three grounding practices that you have, um, that really helped to center you when you're feeling overstimulated or overwhelmed or just like you need to recenter yourself. Yeah. Um, I don't, does working out count? Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> working Absolutely. out, but also like I've been running lately and I just, I can't believe it that I have been running. I'm just like, cause I'm usually like a girl who for the longest, I just wanted to work on my glutes. Like it was glutes, 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 glutes and more glutes. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't believe that we have like a little park here where I live at and I run like three miles a few times a week like and I've gotten so good at it and I'm just so yeah. proud of myself but running and it's so have you ever heard of like uh runners runners high yes it's yes. real it's Girl, it is. I'm not listen I I run but I'm I'm more of a, a bike peloton girl <laughs> but the few like when I do get that experience it's so exhilarating yeah and it's like it is really it's it's a unmatched feeling it feels like freedom like you're literally just like in your body and you just realize how like strong you are and how grateful you are to be able to 
to do this with yourself that's definitely so running running and then um reading I love reading novels it's just like they're like what have I been doing with my life (laughs) (laughs) like why haven't I been doing this because they're so good um yeah I was gonna start talking about some novels that I read but um yeah so that and then just creating like you said without a purpose pretty much yeah like not like not creating just to put it on social media um although you know I do enjoy like my little social media vlogs and you know those are fun I love doing those but like this past weekend I can you see that I I was staring at that I love it yeah I did you make this yeah I made that thank you and then like I'm into plants like you you can't see it but like I have let me see yes noisy like those plants over there I propagated those this weekend and just like doing fun little stuff where I can get creative and just create like you know that really grounds me like I was so happy when I propagated those plants I was like this is so fun like oh my god I love that I love that I think plants are I mean anyone who like follows me on social media damn near knows like my plants by name now like (laughs) literally love love my plants I love um taking care of them and Mm -hmm. nourishing them I feel like that's one of the few moments where I'm just so fully present and just like you're growing this living existing you know thing that is is part of your your home it's part of your life it's something you want to keep and maintain and it sounds right. silly, but I really do feel like plants help us to appreciate life more like I, I really feel that um okay. that's amazing that you were able to propagate those because I know sometimes people are a little bit nervous to propagate them like I'm a little nervous to, to propagate mine but I'm gonna I'm a watch some YouTube videos and and yeah it's so easy <laughs> like I just because I've done it before um in my other place but yeah you just cut it like with the little where the little knob is you want to cut like below that got a little angle but YouTube it girl okay taking notes it's so easy it's so easy I'm I'm gonna do it I'm gonna I'm gonna send you an update (laughs) because um I would love to know I know that you do a lot of reflection you do a lot of journaling as do I. And I would love to know what is something that you would tell the five-year-old version of yourself, the 18-year-old version of yourself, and then to your future self, your 50-year-old self, what would you tell yourself? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So I think the message would be pretty much the same, Um, but you're enough. I think, like I mentioned earlier, you know, for my upbringing you know defining moments within my upbringing one of them was just like you know I was had these expectations set on me by my mom and I've never felt like I was doing enough like I always felt like I needed to do more even to this day like when I'm doing nothing I'm like you need to do more you need to be doing this you need to be doing this but it's just like like you said you're okay you're enough yeah existing is just so it's okay to just exist yeah and Another thing that I would tell my probably 18 year old self is you're enough. But also, I think at that time in my life, I was doing everything to fit in when I clearly didn't. Like it was clear to me, not everyone else, but it was clear to me. I knew I wasn't being true to myself. Yeah. And 
you know, I feel like at that age, all we want to do is fit in. You know yeah. what I mean? It's it's yeah. it's so easy to want to fit in, even if you stand out and you know deep in your soul you aren't like you know like the crowd. Mm-hmm. Like you still want to fit in. So I would definitely tell myself, you know, you're enough. Come as who you are. You'll you'll find your tribe. You know what I mean? You'll attract your tribe um, of people who are like you and who want to be around you for who you are. You don't um, have in my fifty year old self girl I don't know (laughs) Um, I guess I don't know I want to say like you have time you Mm -hmm. have time because I think that we're all in a rush Mm -hmm. to like even like as we're driving like I'm out I got cut off like three times today and when I was driving I'm just like listen y'all y'all better first of all y'all better stop cutting me off (laughs) but secondly like you have time like I feel like we're all in a rush to get to wherever we're going wherever whether it's physically whether we're talking about you know goals or where we want to be in life you know you have time you're exactly where you should be you know what I mean just live slowly take it one day at a time trust the process trust the process definitely I love that. I think, um, you know, especially because we're in an age where we're seeing other people's existence in real time. Right. I, there's 50 people who shared what they ate for lunch yesterday somewhere mm-hmm. around the world. You know, like we're, we're seeing people's decision making. We're seeing their milestone, their life events. And it's really, really easy to fall prey to comparison. And yeah. I love that reminder that you shared to yourself, but also for us to just take your time and not have to perform because you don't have Mm. to perform for the people who really love you and really care about you. They're going to accept you exactly how you are. And they're going to uplift and affirm who you are. Exactly. I love that. You don't have to perform. Mm. Period. Those are bars. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love this. I love this. Um, Last but not least, I want to ask you, what does softness mean to you as a black woman? Mm, I love that. Um, I don't know. I feel like there's this stereotype of black women having to be strong. You mm. know what I mean? Yes. Strong black woman, you know? And it's okay to move with grace, to be still, to... I don't know to be I don't want to use the word weak I mean because weak has a such such a negative connotation behind it but it's okay like to be weak or cry or you know what I mean or be vulnerable vulnerable. yes that's the word that's it like it's okay because like even growing up until this day like my mom was a single mother and she carries the strong black woman stereotype Mm -hmm. very well but when she and I have conversations sometimes she's on the phone crying with me she's Mm. not happy you know what I mean so it's okay to be vulnerable you know like you said you don't have to perform and just softness for me is just being who I am and not trying to perform and I'm gonna be using that word forever like stop performing stop Stop performing period over now you should have never said that it's over but yeah (laughs) yeah like not having to perform and just be me and not having to live up to the expectations or the stereotypes that the world tells me that I need to be like yeah just being me 
period yes we love yes to everything you shared everything well thank you so much we're going to slide right into our rapid fire session so okay. i'm gonna ask you five five questions quick whatever comes to mind okay. first but okay first question <laughs> Matcha or golden milk? And golden milk spelled with a Y, the way you spell it. Period. Golden Period. milk all day. Golden, golden milk? milk all day. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, rose quartz or tiger's eye? Rose quartz. We love rose quartz. All day rose quartz. Yes. Um, Lauren Hill or Jill Scott? Lauren Hill all day. same thing um plant-based tacos or soul food Ooh, i hope my black card doesn't get taken for these plant-based tacos (laughs) (laughs) stay true stay true to who you are don't perform like the tacos we're not performing performing. um okay last question youtube or instagram for content creation youtube for sure we love thank you so much yes thank you so much i really really loved every single second of this combo i appreciate you so much i love you and i'm just sending you so much ease if you could share with us how we can find you how we can support and stay in contact stay connected with you feel free to share your social media channels with us yeah for sure um also i want to say thank you for having me this has been so fun i adore you your content and everything you put out to the world as well so I'm excited and happy and just feel so seen that Mm -hmm. you are even having me here on The Soft Life. I'm Um, honored to have you here, truly. Yes, yes. But yeah, you. so I just changed my Instagram name. Um, It was Plant Based Princess, but it's just Re Turner now. So it's Re, Mm -hmm. R-I, Turner, T-U-R-N-E-R, R, with has two R's. Um, You can find me for The Healthy Host on Instagram as well. And my YouTube is still plant-based princess. Yeah, okay. I think that's everything. Oh, and TikTok, which TikTok. is returner, three R's and Turner. Perfect, perfect. Well, definitely be sure to check out Re and her amazing content, her channel for the Healthy Hose, her podcast for the Healthy Hose. Oh, and my podcast. Why do okay. I always forget <laughs> about my little podcast? <laughs> podcast is great. Thank you. Definitely shout that out. Um, but thank you so much, Re. We really appreciate you. And thank you for being on The Soft Life. Thank you for having me. To stay connected, join Sadie Baddies on Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, and more. And sign up for our monthly newsletter on SadieBaddies.com to stay in the loop. Sending you hella love and stay soft, baddie.